This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus joining us. Now, it's not his story, so I won't ask him all the details but what I want Russell Wilson apparently uh wanted John Schneider and Pete Carroll fired and then he got traded Russell Wilson tweeted this morning I love Pete father figure I love John I never wanted them fired to me I read that as I never wanted them fired but I had to like I I think he's missing some context there I think he's saying I never wanted them fired but I I had to do something he's in Denver it didn't work Sean Payton thinks he can save it. I'm not sure about that. Mike, look, Sean Payton, there weren't a lot of great jobs available, so Sean kind of took what he thought was the best one, even though they had to drag him off the set of Fox Sports. How do you see this going in Denver with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson? I think it'll be better than it was under Hackett, right? Uh, I think at least you're going to see that. I, I do trust Sean Payton as an offensive line to at least play to Russell Wilson's strengths. You know, he's worked around short of quarterbacks before uh, and obviously optimized his offense for uh, what Drew Brees could do in, in New Orleans. So I, I do think it'll be better, but if we're thinking Russell Wilson's ever going to be justifying the price they paid for and the contract they gave him, uh, I would just be very, very surprised if that's the case. No, and Seattle makes that trade, and you just put out your latest mock draft. Seattle's picking five. You've got them taking an ed, uh, the edge rusher Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. Uh, easy for me to say, but you've got them taking Tyree Wilson. I don't know. I I wonder if there's if there's some intrigue there. I know they're going to get Geno Smith probably back. Geno wants to stay. He will require some money. But if I'm Seattle, I almost look at this and say, we did not expect to be here. We made the playoffs, but we still somehow have this top five pick gifted to us. Do you think it's in the realm of possibility and a strong chance maybe that they might take a quarterback? If C.J. Stroud is there, I'd, I'd have a hard time passing him up. I do think it's within the realm of possibility. Like you said, that's almost an icing on the cake. Yeah, you, know, you did not expect to be there. As much as you can love Geno Smith, and I, and I thought he was great last year. I thought he truly looked like a top 12 to 14 quarterback in the NFL pretty firmly. But you're going to be paying him like one. You know, he, he's going to go out and ask for $35 million a year because that's just going great. And so this roster is not good enough to win with the quarterback making that much money because you got to go find talent elsewhere. So one Tyree Wilson is not going to make near the impact that one C.J. Stroud could in the long run. So, yeah, if I'm, if I'm making decisions there, I'm doing all my research on this quarterback class. It's always interesting, the quarterback class. I mean, you know, these top ten guys sometimes – a guy falls and it's J.J. Watt, and we knew he was good in college, but we didn't know he'd be a Hall of Famer. But the quarterbacks, those are the guys that take up most of the attention, and that will probably spur some sort of activity at number one. Talk about getting gifted a pick. The Bears had the number two pick until the Texans decided, Lovey Smith decided to go for two, got fired 
not because of it, but part of the reason. So then now the Bears have the number one pick, and they could either stay there, take a defender. They're not trading fields, but they could stay there, take a defender, or you know, you can trade down, not go too far down, still get one of the defenders that you like if there's a couple at the top there, whether it's Jalen Carter or you've got them taking Will Anderson in your latest out of Alabama. Manipulate. I mean, you've got the number one pick. I think it would behoove the Bears to take some assets. The likelihood that they trade that, do you think it's higher than, I don't know, 80%? I do think it is. I think they'd be, just because you'd be crazy not to accept literally any from the Houston Texans. You know, if the Houston Texans want to make sure they get Bryce Young, block any trades on draft day, like taking a third rounder back from the Texans is better than sticking at one because you're going to draft the same guy anyway. It doesn't really matter. So, yeah, I would be very, very surprised. The only way I see them staying at one is if they draft a quarterback. If they're going to, I don't think Jalen Carter, Willie Anderson, I don't think either of those guys are going to be the number one overall pick. That would floor me if they were. What is the, uh, like, you're going to be, do- you'll probably do a couple more mock drafts. The draft is two months away and it's always a fun exercise how much sometimes I feel like with these mock drafts and I'm not accusing anybody I'm just I'm just saying sometimes I feel with these mock drafts a guy would have a good combine oh okay we should notice him more sometimes I feel like guys move guys move up and down the board just because uh guys are bored mock drafters are bored how hard is it to make this mock draft now and to not change it in the next two months because everything Mike, everything we know about these guys, we've pretty much already seen, except how they're going to run and lift in shorts. True. So, like, if you're changing a mock draft from, like, a week ago, you're you're obviously just doing it based off of whatever the heck you want to do it. Like, I saw a mock draft with Anthony Richardson going number one overall as Florida quarterback. That's just not going to happen, right? Like, we're, we can all agree that some of these outrageous things being thrown around are purely to generate headlines at this point. But I do think – that thing truly does move boards, alter boards, and, like, is a big part of people's analytics profile. And, like, that actually will impact where guys get drafted. So I think after if you want to manipulate the board, if you want to change where you think guys are going for sure, but if you're just moving it willy-nilly week to week, well, you're probably just gaming the system and the concept is that we're in. Yeah, but so, and sometimes, like, some, maybe other teams are going to be like, oh, gee, I saw this one mock. Where Anthony, I mean, I can't. I can't think that teams are that stupid, but sometimes teams are that stupid. So we'll see. Mike Renner's joining us, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com, of course. I would be remiss not to bring up uh, the quarterback of my beloved team, the Green Bay Packers, at least the current quarterback who has emerged from his retreat. And I don't know what Packer fans were thinking. I talked to way too many who thought that Rodgers was going to come out of this cave and then stand there and announce his decision. I don't know where people got that idea. That's wild. I, as a fan, am ready to move on to Jordan Love, and I think the Packers are. They're just hesitant to do it, and I think my theory is that Rodgers knows Jordan Love is good. That's why at 4-8, and eight, with an injury, he refused to sit down when he should have sat down. He said, oh, we have a chance to make the playoffs. Okay, they kind of did, but then he he didn't throw more than one touchdown the rest of the way. He didn't have a QBR over 51 the rest of the way. It's not like he played any better than Jordan Love than Jordan Love would have played. What is your read on what happens in Green Bay? Because I'm worried as a fan that somehow they're going to be stuck. Stuck, I'm saying, with number 12. Yeah, I'm worried as well. Um, 
I, I truthfully think it's a year overdue. I always have the opinion that last year was the time to move it. You were going to get the most trade value. You were in the best cap position, and it was the perfect year to really kind of transition to Jordan Love. If you know you used that first round pick on him, thought he was going to be the guy. If he truly did, year three is usually when the light switch starts to come on. So. Uh, you definitely can't go into year five, though. You know, even if you pick up his fifth-year option, it can't be year five, the first year you're seeing Jordan Love see the football field. So I think they'd be absolutely crazy to keep him in the fold. You, you don't have a good enough roster to keep him in the fold. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with him next year if he comes back. Like, they just flat-out aren't good enough right now. Uh, and without the draft capital that you get back in a trade from, you're not going to be able to build enough around him. So uh, I think you take take the medicine, take your cap hit, and move on. But, yeah, it's – it's trending towards at least kind of how the conversation has been. And obviously Rogers still holds a lot of cards in his hand, but it's trending towards him returning, which I just think is another year of, you know, right around eight and nine, nine and eight, kind of right in that mix. Especially if then he wants some of these veterans to come back, which they would probably outbid themselves on a guy like Alan Lazard or even Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, so on and so forth. If he does go elsewhere, you know, there. This we're also in the season of uh, the NFL where there's reports that come out every day. There was a report yesterday the Raiders aren't interested. There will be a report next week that the Raiders are interested. It's just this is what happens. I don't feel like. I almost feel like the Raiders are the likely destination unless another team pops up. I've been saying all week, filling in for Bill, that I think the Jets just need to lock up Derek Carr now. Get him in. Get him acclimated. Let him know what's up so that when the rookies come in, he can kind of be the teacher. I don't think it's worth waiting for Aaron Rodgers. If the Jets truly want Derek Carr, don't play around. Just get him in as soon as possible. So, Mike, one of the things I've been doing this week is pleading with the Jets to sign Derek Carr ASAP. I I mean, I don't think that's good for the Packers for them to sign Derek Carr. No, I think it'd be terrible. I want I want the Jets to fleece the Packers. Or I want the Packers to fleece the Jets, but from the Jets' perspective, I'm telling them, you don't want to mess with this guy. No, that's very fair. And, and truthfully, though, I think the one thing holding it back, like Rodgers would have been a Jet yesterday if Brett Favre hadn't been a Jet 15 years ago. You know, like that's the one thing is that if he goes to New York, everyone's going to bring up Brett Favre for the next decade and a half, and he's not wanted to be him his entire career, but somehow turned into the exact same player Brett was at the end of his career. Yeah, he's, he's like he's like exactly what Brett is, only somehow, somehow even worse. When I'm talking about all these quarterback situations and the Bears, you know, what they might do, there's, oh, they could trade Justin Fields, and there's stuff with Rodgers, and there's stuff with these other teams. The one wild card to all this would be if Lamar Jackson and the Ravens don't figure it out. I still feel like it's not worth talking about. Lamar will eventually be a Baltimore Raven, and they'll figure out something long-term. How do you read what's going on in Baltimore? I don't think he's going to be there, truthfully. I I am worried. I think the Ravens are a process-driven organization. I don't think so. I know so. They're not going to kind of bend the way they do business just for one Lamar Jackson. So if he really wants all that guaranteed money, wants that big of a deal, when he can't even, you know, get healthy into the playoffs one out of every few years, like with his style of play, that's worrisome. He's been hurt quite a bit since he won the MVP and to give him a guaranteed contract at the most valuable position. When we saw what can happen when a guy has an injury like Alex Smith did and how that just can set your franchise back three to four years because of that. I I don't think the Ravens are going to do so, but someone would, you know, someone will give him that guaranteed money. So I do think we'll see 
Lamar Jackson moves, uh, where it will be, I don't know. But I, I doubt he's going to be getting a long-term contract from the Ravens with the way things are right now. That would shake up everything in a way that uh, I don't think we're ready for. That would be why wow, that would change every conversation. So maybe, maybe the Jets aren't waiting for Rodgers. Maybe they're waiting for Lamar Jackson. Who knows? Mike, good to catch up. Good to talk to you. Great stuff over at Pro Football Focus. Check out his mock draft. We'll talk again soon. For sure, Bart. Thanks for having me on, man. Have a good one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.